Welcome to Matthew's World of Wine and Drink, an educational podcast dedicated to teaching you all about the world of wine, the different grape varieties, the different regions, and the history and culture of wine. In this episode, we conclude our focus on Australia by looking at Western Australia. So as I've been mentioning in these episodes, Australia is a vast country with swathes of nothingness. And this is nowhere more apparent than in Western Australia. The city of Perth may well be one of the most isolated cities in the world, several thousand kilometres from the nearest city, which is Adelaide. And when I visited Australia, Perth was the first city that I visited, and I really felt that I was on the edge of nowhere. And this, in some ways, quite reassuring to, to be so far away from the Madden crowd. And that becomes even more apparent when you go south to Margaret River, this really beautiful wine region where you are just isolated and on, on your own with, without any possibility of going anywhere else. And that's quite um, relieving, as it were. And then flying from Perth to Adelaide, for, it's a two and a half hour flight, and you just fly over nothing. You just look out of the window and for hours and for thousands of kilometres, there is nothing. And the only thing that really lies between Perth and Adelaide is a gold mine. And so for that reason, it's only in recent years that Western Australia's wines have gone, come onto the international map because the, it's just such an inaccessible area. And so although um, wine making does go back to the 19th century, all of that was bulk wine for local consumption. So why does Perth exist? Well, like other Australian cities, it was established um, to house convicts. To, and so Perth does have an old prison which you can... Um, visit and explore and learn about Western Australia's history. And those convicts were used to build Perth and surrounding areas, and so to get the economy going. And there was plenty of mining going on here. There's lots of rich agricultural land as well, so farming, as well as wine making and grape growing. But it wasn't until the 1960s that there was any emphasis on quality in Western Australia. And that, again, was partly to get Western Australia's economy going with that isolation it needs stimulus. So in the 1960s, the Western Australian government um, commissioned a viticultural specialist to investigate and research Western Australia and where in the state was there the potential for high quality wine to be made. And he fixed on Margaret River, which is about three hours south of Perth, feeling that it had the ideal conditions for quality wine. Similar soils to the left bank of Bordeaux, so quite gravelly, but also with a strong maritime influence coming in in two directions, from the Indian Ocean and from the Southern Ocean, so there's that cooling influence. And it does get quite windy in Margaret River, which is why it's really important that there are lots of trees there, because those trees protect the vines from the wind, so that they won't be damaged but still receive the cooling influence. And so in 1967, there were the first plantings of um, grapes in, in Margaret River, and these were done by Vas Felix. And Vas Felix was created by a doctor, and in fact, doctors have an important influence in the development of wine in, in Margaret River. A Leuven estate it was also founded by a doctor in the 1970s. And the focus was on Cabernet Sauvignon because of the similar climate and the similar soil types to Bordeaux. And very quickly, Margaret River developed a reputation for high-quality wine. Uh, the Cabernet Sauvignon is often blended with Merlot, and these will be really elegant wines, not underripe, so you don't get the green herbaceousness to them, but at the same time, not full-bodied, not rich, really balanced in style. The Cabernet Sauvignon is not the only grape variety planted in Margaret River. Obviously blended with Merlot, the Merlot on its own, for some reason, doesn't really work in Margaret River, and that's 
true mostly in most of Australia as well, what Merlot there is, is for blending. But white wine also excels in Margaret River, and these are perhaps the wines which I find most exciting. Chardonnay is, I think, the best Chardonnay in Australia. It really has a weight to it, but a but real balance as well, with high acidity, really complex, concentrated, there's a viscosity to the wines, so they really layer the palate while still being very fresh as well. A Leuven Estate, I definitely um, recommend trying their Chardonnay, really exceptional. Also Cullen make a fantastic Chardonnay too, and they're biodynamic. Other white wine which is made in Margaret River include the Bordeaux blends, Semillon and Sauvignon Blanc. And these really mirror the wines of Bordeaux with that refreshing herbaceous quality that comes from Sauvignon Blanc with high acidity, but then the body and the waxy texture from Semillon as well. Maybe some oak and malolactic fermentation to give the wines extra creaminess. So these wines are really, really fresh but rich at the same time with lots and lots of Asian potential. Also, um, Shiraz is planted in Margaret River. This is rel a relatively new thing, really trying to kind of latch on to Australia's great grape. I actually don't like the Shiraz that much, a little, a little undercooked, not quite as rich and complex as the Shiraz of South Australia or of Victoria, even comparing to the cooler climate Shiraz of um, Yarra Valley, lacks a bit of the structure, but they're still um, going with, with that to see how it works. So despite being so isolated, Margaret River is very successful. It's a great tourist destination for wine, but also for um, surfing and other outdoor activities. Very vibrant feel in Margaret River, and you really feel that kind of the happiness of isolation. And the wines have been very successful also. And there's a real focus on premium. Western Australia in general boasts about how many prizes their wines win in comparison to the production. So it's a really focus on quality, despite Western Australia's history beginning with the bulk wines of, of the Swan District, which is just north of Perth, and that still produces the, the high volume wine. But really the focus, that really is really in reduction, with the focus being on high quality. And Margaret River has really pushed Western Australia towards qualities that other regions have emerged in its wake. And so just northeast of Margaret River is Geograph, which is a relatively new region, which uh, producers are still exploring. And there's a whole range of grape varieties planted here, really exploring the terroir of the region. So one of those to look out for. And then going um, much further east, you have the um, Great Southern. And this is a region which really varies according to the coastal influence. So the closer to the coast, obviously, a coastal influence with cooling breezes. But as you go inland, it very quickly becomes more continental. And so great variety of wine made here according to location. Generally high quality and, and also cool climate. And so the cool climate can come from the coast, but it can also come from elevation as you go further inland. And this is quite a large region covering 150 times 100 kilometers, which again explains that range of climates. And within the Great Southern, there are several uh, regions, Albany, Denmark, Franklin River, uh, Mount Barker, and Porin Gurup. Perhaps Denmark, Franklin River, and Mount Barker are the ones you're most likely to see on a wine label. Albany and Denmark are coastal, and they're more suited to Sauvignon Blanc, Chardonnay, and maybe some Pinot Noir as well. Franklin River and Mount Barker are more inland, and this is where you'll find Riesling. 
And Riesling here, this is the best Riesling of Western Australia, with those lime zest aromas you would expect from Australian Riesling, and also that smokiness, but it's not quite as warm as Clairvalley's, that smokiness won't develop as quickly, and they'll really have high acidity and be very crisp. And Cabernet Sauvignon is also planted here, which will have a real tight structure to it because of the cool climate. And the terroir of all, all these regions are dictated by the distance from the coast and that can change within the regions and not just from region to region. Perhaps the best, the best known producer in Great Southern is Howard Park and they're located in the Denmark region, the, the producer you're most likely to find. So a vast region, Western Australia, still very new, quality, real focus on quality, moving away from the bulk wines of Swan Valley to the really high quality wines of Margaret River and also of Great Southern, with Margaret River focusing on Bordeaux blends, both red and white, whereas Great Southern, more of a focus on Riesling. Certainly that's, that's where its reputation is being built, initially at least. So thank you for listening. This is Matthew, and this has been Matthew's World of Wine and Drink. Thank you.